D's Nuggets. So today I did something very interesting. I posted a cheers to transparency. That's what I labeled it or titled the message. It was cheers to transparency because today would have marked my 23rd wedding anniversary. And that's something that I really, I was embarrassed to actually say that I would have been married 23 years versus saying I am married for the 23rd year because that's something that I really aspired and I wanted to achieve within my lifetime. And it's still achievable. But at the same time, I had to learn a lot of lessons throughout the time frame, And I got a chance to share and be transparent with everyone. And I would just go ahead and get everybody caught up to date just on what I shared online and what I wanted to share that I actually didn't post because I didn't want it to be too lengthy. I know that when it's long, it's boring. And I wanted to keep it kind of short and simple, even though I did share a lot of information and dropped a lot of uh, uh, posts, I guess a little, uh, I would call them nuggets in a sense, but at the same time, it was just little tabs on exactly what I shared. So I'll go over the list here of exactly what I said and what I didn't say. So to get started, I just basically said when I got married, I thought I was doing it for all the right reasons. And of course, I did it all wrong and I shared that information. If you wanted to know more about in depth about how I got started in that process and how I felt and why did I get married? There's an episode on that called why or titled, why did I get married? But I did it for all the wrong reasons. And in retrospect, basically I've come a long way and I'm ready to make everything right. I'm ready for my wife at this point in life. You know, I, I know that there's prospects out there. There's plenty of fish in the sea. So this is not a line for me to throw bait out there and just be like, okay, who can I catch? I know who's available. Um, I'm not, I'm not specifically looking to target, um, a wife at this point. I know that, uh, like I said, I'm in that process right now of, of knowing who's available and when and when, when, and <laughs> when I get ready, I'm gonna go all in. But, uh, at this point, I just want to say that Looking back on June the 17th, 1999, June 17th, 1999, I drove to Vegas. I didn't drive by myself. Of course, many of you may have known that my best friend, of course, rode with me. So Iz was with me. His brother, Bobby, Bobby Ross, obviously was with us. And then, um, of course, my soon-to-be wife, of course, Izzy's baby's mom. She was, well, at the time, they were just together. They were just boyfriend and girlfriend loving on each other so we had a small intimate group that rolled with us of course i had my best man that's all i needed i was like i just need my best man when i roll out and then um my fiance and my daughter we had a daughter at the time and she was only two years old so it was a young family of course i'm only 21 years old it's a it's nine days nine days after i turned 21 i tried i didn't say i tried i got married and that we eloped in vegas instead of waiting a wedding and that was the first huge mistake because i know it's important for a woman to have a wedding and even if she doesn't have a wedding not that it's necessary for everyone but to have friends and family there to support the marriage from the beginning to the end so the fact that we eloped we didn't tell anyone besides the people in the car with us and i know that that was a very strange way to get started but uh this is like i said this is retrospect when i'm looking back into it now because i'm like okay what things could have been avoided so that it didn't end in divorce 
um, because I know that people used to always ask me the question, would you ever get married again? And my answer is an absolute yes. It's a definitive yes. I just know that I'll never, ever get divorced again. So there's a process that has to take place before that happens. But let me go down this list before I start, you know, jumping into why did I get married? That's a whole nother episode that's already been recorded. So basically, she and I never received premarital counseling, which I highly recommend premarital counseling and just marital counseling in general. It's, it's very important to have an outside perspective someone that can help bridge the gap or help you find common ground because there's always going to be some button hits. Now, I know online it's, it's a fallacy because everybody's posting like, oh, this is relationship goals. Anybody that's married, that's been married for some time, know that that's, that's BS. There's no way you ain't button heads and having some problems, some issues. I know that everyone says that they married their best friend, but it's different when you're dealing with a different person that's an of, especially of the opposite sex. Now, I know that there's challenges because we speak in different languages. We understand and process things differently. So awareness is key when it comes down to these things. I had none of that at the age of 21. She was 21, I was 21 years old, and I was sitting there trying to find myself. So like I said, it, I thought in order to be the best husband, all I had to do was work hard, love hard, and follow God. That's all I knew. That's all I know my dad did. He worked hard, he loved hard, and he followed God. But there's so much more. There's communication, there's patience, there's partnership, there's, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's uh, there's a lot of patience. I can go back to that one. There's long suffering, <laughs> there's, there's sleepless nights. There's a lot of things that go, that's involved and it's entailed into, it's woven into this thing called marriage. And there's challenges that you're gonna face you know, especially in this day and time where you can post and people can start to prey on you. And I mean, not in a good way. You know, they are specifically targeting you in order to find out what you got that's good that they possibly want. Nobody respects the boundaries anymore and saying, OK, that's what you got. And I'm, I appreciate you guys sharing your love publicly. No. All of a sudden, it's like you riding down, a, you know, you rolling down on Shaw and your fly whip and everybody's like, mm, I think I want to take that. That's pretty much how it is now with people posting on social media. So I'm not a huge fan of people posting their love on social media. I don't care what you do. I'm not a fan of it. And once I get married, though, once I get married, I will. There will be some posts here and there because it's important, I think, to still share those memories and those moments. But at the same time. I do also recognize the fact that there are people who specifically like drama. They want to cause issues and they're toxic. So guess what? They try to find a way to infiltrate your marriage and and start start up and just stir up conflict for no good reason. So and usually when there's issues and this is this is a nugget for all of you guys who think, you know, out there that you're going to sit there and post somebody before you get married. And this is when I have a little nugget. Sorry. You got it. So this is a nugget for y'all who think that it's it's good to post every single person in your relationship, whether they're the boyfriend or girlfriend. I like like I said, I don't I don't encourage until you get married. But if you're doing it early, guess what? We all know when there's an issue. You know why? Because those pictures start to get deleted. So typically, if I'm following a chick, and this is something this is always something I'm checking for. I'm just like, okay, is a is a picture of her dude still up, and how many of them are up? 
because that 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 lets me know right there alone if there's issues in their relationship and if it's a good time to just say hey how are you guys doing <laughs> hey how are you doing i want to say even how are you guys because i don't really care about who he is but it's usually like hey how are you doing is everything great is everything all right you know are y'all cool or you know do you need to go out and get a drink what's going on and that was the older me of course this is now the more mature me but that was just an easy way for me to just diagnose Hmm, there's something going on in this relationship here because I don't even see this. I don't even see this dude no more. Or for the homies, I don't even see this chick no more. So all of a sudden, I know he's free to go out now. It's time for us to go back on the streets and have a good time because he's not being harassed by his girl every single time she, he wants to hang out with the dudes. So I digress. Let me keep on telling you about the rest of my transparency moment. I barely knew who I was at the age of 21. I was basically a boy trying to understand responsibility. And I knew and I understood response, but that word has so much more weight to it when we add the ability to it. Now, when you give the response and ability and you make that and you basically combine that word and make it a responsibility, that's a lot to carry. And especially for someone who's like fresh, I'm talking about a week into 21, his 21st year, don't really can't grasp exactly what it is to be a responsible adult of course i already had a daughter here i am trying to become a husband and still trying to find myself that's a difficult combination in, in anyone's life in that period of time who doesn't have a strong background a structure and a, uh, i want to say i can't i want to say a fool but i i want to say a, a support team that's there to help them throughout the process throughout the challenges and the trials that they're going to face another issue that i just that's why it's important to have people who've been through the storm who's who's weathered it and who understands exactly what it takes to get through and not who's just stuck in their ways but who's basically elevated who's who understands themselves and has awareness of their spouse and can pretty much provide the proper coaching and guidance that's needed in order to sustain a successful marriage now this is another issue that i had because i barely knew who i was i was trying to be the best man that i can be but how can i be the best man when i'm barely graduating out of boyhood it's like <laughs> i don't even know i barely got you know i'm i'm, I'm like starting off in a, in a basic career trying to understand that balance finances move out on my own have a wife have a kid you know structure a family and all i knew was just the basics love work follow god that was it so much more than that and this is where i started to lose my way is because there was things i recognized that i wanted to change a lot about her so i'm like okay this needs to change and you need to work on this and and i don't like the way you deliver or you communicate with me and you like to yell and i don't like yelling because that's one of my triggers and that's something that's going to automatically shut me down so i internalized a lot and this is where it became a problem and our communication because i have poor communication skills i didn't know how to open up and share because in within my time as a man it was okay well as a boy it was okay for me not to share exactly how i felt because i didn't know how to deal with those feelings and the only time i got triggered basically is when my mom or my dad went through it or if my dad yelled at me for example my dad yelled at me. I was shut down. My mom used to be like, okay, hey, I know something's going wrong. Do you want to talk about it? No, nope, I don't feel like talking about it. Okay, do you want to go away to one of your family members' house? Absolutely, I want to get away. That's how I dealt with pain. 
That's how I dealt with issues. I, I, I bottled up my emotions and my feelings. Problem. Problematic in a relationship. Why? Because it's a partnership. And if you do not communicate, what you feel affects the other person. Emotions are energies that are transferred and it doesn't work well in a marriage or technically it doesn't work well in any relationship, but it was something that I wasn't taught in was a bad behavior that transferred over into my adulthood. So this became a major problem as far as poor communication. It took me a long time to understand why it's important to be so open and how to be open because that's a whole nother thing. You know, delivery is important. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that another day, but it's like when you receive a package, you don't want nobody just to throw it on your doorstep. It has to be delivered with care. <laughs> it has to be delivered where it's a receivable and somebody says, oh, I'm excited about receiving this. It's not all banged up. So it's really important how you communicate. It's really important how you deliver those words, timing, tone, um, verbiage the actual words that you use critical i didn't know poor i was poor 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 in communication the next thing right here is that you know i did it i did it all for love and i talked about that before and i just didn't understand and value other the other person's input so i needed to know when i made decisions that my wife needed to be included that she needed to be included with my time. She needed to be included with my effort. She needed to be included in my, my finances. She needed to be included. I mean, all these things are merged now. They're not individual things that we do separately. We have to figure this thing out in a partnership or at least what takes care of the household and that dynamic. That has to be discussed and managed. And I had no clue. So I managed things on my own, became another problem. The another thing right here is that... Um, and this is throughout the process because it wasn't very long within my first year of marriage to start failing. There was a major mishap. We tried to work it out. We got back together. Later on down the years, all that started to unveil and it just started going straight downhill. Insecurities, arguments, problematics. And this is where it just started to become an issue because once I left and I just said, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm down to like my last, my last straw. And that's when I started labeling myself as damaged goods. Cause I know at one good in time, I mean, one point in time, I, I was so dedicated and I wanted to be the best husband I could be. I just didn't understand how to be the best husband in general, because all I had was one example of what I saw from a child. I wasn't on the other side and I wasn't a recipient of being in that kind of relationship or marriage. So I didn't fully understand what it took in order to make it successful. So of course I heard a lot of hearts, you know, like I said, I was searching for an unadulterated love that I once had and I wanted to find that again. I wanted someone to bring that out of me. And yet I didn't want to expose that part of me again because I knew that it was still sensitive and I didn't want to get hurt. And I wasn't willing to, to get hurt again. I didn't want to, I didn't want to love in such a way where someone could take that away from me and I wasn't gonna allow anyone to, to see how vulnerable I could be. So what I'm doing right now, as far as being transparent, this is like, this is growth. This is maturity and this is next level because no one, no one was able to get through to me and I had thick skin and it's something that I developed over time because I knew better. 
I knew that, hey, you are not going to get through to me in this way and get me to love you in a way where you can take everything away from me. It wasn't going to happen again. So this is where I began to hurt others because I'm like, okay, I knew how to fake the funk until I got to a certain point. And then when I had to really be like, okay, what's next? What's beyond this? Are we going to get engaged? It's going to be a lifetime thing. Are we going to love each other? Are we going to get married? And that's when I hit a brick wall. Like, wow, I have to make another decision here. And do I really want to give this person all of me? Do I want to love this person unconditionally? And am I willing? Am I willing to expose my heart and my feelings to being broken? Nah, nah, I wasn't willing to do it because I haven't healed my heart was still it still hasn't been mended at this point in time so i'm like how could i give you a whole heart <laughs> and it's still in pieces i didn't understand what was needed in order to make me whole again and and that's why i really struggled with god because i went to church a lot i prayed a lot and i thought god could fix my problems but if i was just like faithful if i was just like okay you know what if i allow, I allow you to lead at this point at this point when i'm in my mess you know what i'm saying so i get to a point where i'm just like i'm literally on my knees because i struggled <laughs> i put myself there not because i actually placed myself there beforehand which i should have been doing and saying okay is this the right thing because i know my my boy asked me, Izzy asked me, he was like, dude, are you sure this is what you want to do? He was literally on my side right before we got married. We standing in front of a judge. Are you sure this is what you want to do? And I just says, hey, she, she wants to do it right now. Why wait? That was my answer. That's not a good answer. I should have been sure without a shadow of a doubt, ready to get married at that point in time, unless I shouldn't have gotten married. Period. Especially at the age of 21. That's hindsight. But I just want to say that I heard a lot of people and it was bad. And the last part of it is that I, after the divorce process, like I said, I divorced God for a moment because I, I felt like he felt me when I needed him the most. But I, I was, I'll talk about this later on, what I learned throughout that process. But I didn't talk to my kids about how I pushed through the pain because it hurt so much. And then after that, it would be a recurring pain. Because we would try to get back together. Or we would have long conversations or we'll discuss all the issues and see if we can work them out. And it's, it was just like totally opening up that wound all over again and just pouring hydrogen peroxide on it. We thought we would clean ourselves, but it, it, it was so much pain of just opening that wound over and over and over again. And I never got a chance to talk to my kids until they were much older and and what I struggle with understanding is that they were hurting too. They were going through a process of divorce, of just saying, you know, did I cause my parents to, to have the divorce? Did I do something wrong? What, you know, and they, they want to feel the love. They want to feel uh, secure. And that was something where you have two broken people trying to show love to children who need security, who need structure, who needs to be in that family dynamic and everything is torn apart everybody feels the effects of that and i wish i would have talked to my kids earlier and these are all the things that i struggled with from the time i got married all the way up until my divorce and now i celebrate this day because i i had to forgive myself first and this is something that i didn't do 
I got over a point where I, I was like, I was like, okay, I can forgive her. I can forgive her for everything that went wrong. I can forgive her for everything that happened because I tried to blame her for a lot. But it wasn't until I took responsibility of my actions and say, oh, you know what? There was so much more I could have done. I, I probably, I probably wouldn't have changed the outcome. And I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. But at least I would have been able to give my best self fully. And I've forgiven myself for that. Because after a while, once you take full responsibility, which is the hardest pill to swallow, it's like, then you got to deal with yourself. And then you can't sit there and blame yourself and be in a, part of, in a point of shame because then it keeps you from receiving all that you're supposed to have. So I had to learn to forgive myself. The next thing is I had to learn how to trust God regardless. This is the second part of it right here. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest pieces right there. Regardless, I have to trust him because I can't make decisions, get to the worst part of it and say, okay, God, I need you to come and deliver me. Um, the bad signals in the air come fly through right now because I'm on, I'm on the edge. I'm ready to jump off and I need you to save me. He don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, okay, you dug yourself in this mess and there's going to be a lot you're going to have to learn to get out of this. You're going to bump your head. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be hard. It's going to be, it's going to require a lot of work and I didn't understand that <laughs> younger. <laughs> I understand it now and it makes you stronger. It helps you have more faith and, you know, it builds you up. It makes you more mature. It gives you wisdom. It gives you understanding. It gives you knowledge. It gives you all the things that's necessary in order to have a, a successful relationship and to be whole and to know more. But I had to go through that process. And God allowed me to, to go through it. So now I understand how to trust him regardless. And now I go to him first on my knees and I stay there. So therefore, I don't have to get up and think I'm the man and controlling all of this because it's, it's not within my control. I can't control the other person. But if I allow him to lead, you guess what? I'm not. And if it I can't say if it doesn't work out, but if if it doesn't go exactly the way that I planned, I know who I know how to go to the architect and I'm like, OK, well, help me understand how to work this thing out, because we have to work together in a partnership as well. The marriage is for me is threefold. And if it's not, you know what I'm saying? If I'm not sitting here like Rockefeller, I know that it's all going to fall apart. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Rock Nation. That's that's the diamond right there. I'm throwing up. So horizontally, you got two. And after that, you got only one in the peak. And if, if that's not all fully aligned and after that, oh, my goodness, you're going to have problems. So I had to invest into myself to appreciate who I am. And I know that that's a play on words, but I really had to build value in who I understood I was and who I wanted to be. And now that I understand that, I built, you know, my communication skills. I built up my as far as psychology and trying to understand women, what they need, uh, what could, what I could provide. Um, what I can take responsibility for and what I have to allow her to own, all that I had to work on, I had to learn, I had to discover, and I had to invest a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of hours, and now I, I appreciate who I am, and it's it's recognized from others. So now women are like, oh my goodness, like, hmm, a man who understands and knows and who's willing to work on these things right here and who's willing to problem solve, I want that. And I get it now because I'm like, OK, like I said, my stock is up. So right now we're in a bear market or, you know, and it's 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 bearish. It's going down. But uh, my stock is bullish. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying bull. I'm saying bullish. 
<laughs> that means it's on a rise because I'm, I'm willing to invest in who I am. And I, I overstand how I feel, which is a very important piece as well, because the same feelings I used to suppress, now I accept. And I'm like, okay, I need to allow myself to feel this for the moment because I need to know how to get over it. I need to know how to communicate this thing properly to tell her this is how I'm feeling and this is what we need to do in order to change that. And I need to be able to understand exactly when she presents that same kind of scenario to me. So the next thing right here is that I started to have less and I was embarrassed to have less because I'm like, why am I taking so many losses and I wanted, I need more. I need more. I want, and I got to a point where I was like, okay, I want more women. I want more. I want more money. I want more cars. I want more everything. But there's, there's more in less. And when I realized that, because without less, you can't have a lesson. Without less, you can't have a blessing. And that's where it was a real revelation to me. And I'm just like, hmm, if I humble myself, <laughs> And I just realized that it's the simple things and I'm willing to accept less because the more doesn't make you happy. The more doesn't sustain you. The more doesn't give you peace. The more doesn't give you joy. The more just makes you feel good temporarily. I'm willing to let go of that temporary feeling for something that's long-term and that I can sustain, that's sustainable over time because that's what that's where I find the value and that's what's most important. The next nugget I got right here is that I'm a grown ass mature man it's like grown ass is like 44 you know what i'm saying i'm like <laughs> i was talking to my friend last night and she was like okay like i was like this dude over here i was like this dude is old he probably like 50 you know what i'm saying look at his, look at his tims he had the the weird i don't know those i don't even know they look like hot dog shoes but he had these tims on and she was like 50 why are you calling him old like you know we're almost up there and i'm like <laughs> I guess if you look at it that way, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm still so young at heart that I don't I don't put myself in that category. I just know that he's just, he was just disconnected with his uh his style. And um it just bothered me to just the fact that his the way he presented himself was like an old man. <laughs> but I'm a grown ass mature man. Willing I'm still laughing. I can laugh at the simple things and, and, and some kitty stuff, but at the same time, I know what it takes in order to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better man to be a better mentor, to be a better business partner, to be a better communicator, to be to be all these things that are necessary and build relationally. I understand that now. And I'm mature in a lot of those areas where it's like, okay, if you have a problem, I need to listen to understand. And I need I don't need to be quick to assume that I know what's going on because I have to hear your heart and I want to fix it. That's the difference. The next thing right here is that I'm going to close out with these last few nuggets and I'm going to close this thing out. But I appreciate you all. And I just wanted to expound on exactly what this post was about and everybody's sharing and tapping in. And I've been wanting to share more about relationships in my podcast. And I actually have a couple more, which is one on toxic relationships. And the other is on, I don't even know right now, but I'm going to get into those really soon because like I said, I'm at a point now where I'm just willing to be transparent. I'm willing to be open. And based upon what I've studied, I've learned, I know that a lot of other people are going through it. It's just they don't know how to deal with it or express it properly or they don't have no one to talk to. Boom. Hey, hey, counseling sessions are, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we should just have um, AA meetings. We call them relationship struggle meetings or, or divorce meetings <laughs> or I, I want to get my groove back meetings. 
that that's something that I'm looking forward to in these new podcasts that I'm going to share. So these future episodes. But I just want to say right here that I want to I am going to elevate my future wife. And I realize in, in life, in business, in accountability, um, my life partner is my and my wifey. She's going to be y'all going to hate on her because of the, the way that I the way that I'm going to love her and I know how to love her. She's going to get haters because it's just like, why? But this is what I've been prepping for. And I got a chance, basically, because I've been off. You know what I'm saying? I've been off the floor. I've been out the game for a minute. And I played the game my way in a different way because I didn't want to get hurt. But a lot of people who are getting hurt throughout that process didn't play it as well. So now when I'm getting back into the game, you know, I'm coming in fresh legs. I'm looking. I'm 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 ready for the alley-oop. Just give it to me. and I'm ready to go um, because. I've put in the work, I've trained, I've trained and I've trained and I've practiced and I realize that I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm, I've made major progress. And the last few things right here is that my status isn't stapled. Just because I'm sitting here and divorced doesn't mean I'm always going to be divorced. Just because I sit here and I had a, a failed marriage doesn't make me a failure. So I can remove those things and those titles up off of me and say, you know what? I am a loving, a caring a humble, a committed, um, a dedicated, you know what I'm saying? I, I, there's so much more that I can add. These adjectives I can throw on and say that I, these these are the things that I am. And I am willing to give to the woman that is ready to spend the rest of her life with me. I am willing to give it to the people that I love. And I am willing to show others how to get there. So that's a huge piece. And now at my point in time, I have peace. I have joy. I have wisdom. And those things are priceless. Those are things that you can't buy. I'm not willing to sacrifice them. I'm not willing to negotiate in those areas. I have to have peace. I have to have joy. And wisdom is something that I've developed over time. So that's something that you can't, no one can take away. And it's something that's that's marinated. I had to let that simmer right there. It's not, it's not microwave. So I'm not giving you something right now that's just opinion. These are all facts based upon experiences. And I know you have your own experiences and I would love to get to, to open up more and share more and discover more because the more we get a chance to open up, we get a chance to heal together. But we're all so closed up and we're so tight and we want to hold on to these wounds because we think that if we open them up, it's going to hurt us more. But at the same time, we have to allow ourselves to breathe in order to get the type of healing that we need. So my past was a process and not a problem. And that's just... That's enough in itself right there. I'll never get a divorce again, like I said. And right now, love's in need of love today. We need more people loving each other. We need, and this is a problem that I, I don't even want to go there right now. It's a problem that I have with the church. There's so many other issues that they think is more important than, than, than the family dynamic. This is like, it's being broken down in a major way and it's been an attack for so long that I wish that folks in the church treated divorce the same way they, they treated abortion, that they stood up and that they, they were that radical and that they wanted to be that vocal about how horrible it is and how God hates it. And yet it's still like it's an option. If it is, it is. And that's that goes across the board. But. Hey, it is what it is. Hopefully we get a chance to understand that better. And, be, and grow up and be more mature and 
and just understand love, decision, choices, and respect people's boundaries of what they want to do because they're not going to always do what we do but based upon what we believe. Everybody doesn't have the same belief system. My thing is that just try to provide them some type of insight, make the best decision for yourself, and then eventually you're going to learn and grow from it. And all I got to say is I got mad love to give. This is not me trying to fish, but at the same time is that I know that I'm ready to love and my heart is just so big and it's so full right now. And I don't even know if I will be able to empty it, but I'm damn, I'm, I'm going to do my best and I can't wait. <laughs> I appreciate y'all tuning into this episode of D's Nuggets. As always, God bless and I'm out.